You're listening to audio from the Village Church, a community that's formed by the gospel and sent on God's mission, gathering weekly in the heart of downtown Hamilton, Ohio. For more information about the village or to connect with us, you can find us online at myvillagechurch.com. My name is Scott, uh, one of the pastors here of the village. Um, Matt, Michael, Scott, Adam, what's up? Very good to see you. Um, we are, uh, this is a family meeting, so in case you've never been to one of these before, um, we do these twice a year, and our desire is just to honestly get some FaceTime with you all, where we get to chat, uh, not in the hullabaloo of a regular Sunday morning gathering, not just on a Realm post, but face-to-face, where we can, you can ask questions, we can talk with you, uh, we can just speak to some broader things uh, as a church, so uh, in less than an hour, um, because you're hungry, I'm hungry, everyone's hungry, uh, your kids are hungry, uh, all that stuff. So uh, we'll aim to get, get you out of here pretty quick. Um, but yeah, that's what we're doing this morning. Uh, this um, document, if you've got it, uh, we're going to jump into this top part first, and I'll let this guy uh, open up with why this is a thing. Yeah, so in a uh, routine village gate, uh, the last one that we had, I think, uh, several months back, um, one of the people that were in there, they they said uh, they they asked the question. We had time for Q and A, and there were just a handful of us. And the person asked for us, um, "Hey, like, what's your vision for the village?" And we were like, "Blah, I think things, words, stuff too." Um, and and it was just helpful for us. You know, there's this proverb that says, "Without vision, the people will perish." And so for us, gosh, it has been a gift to be this church and to lead this church in whatever influence and capacity that God has allowed us to for 11 years. And so what we set out to do 12, 13 years ago, gosh, that sounds like a long time. Um, it, we, we didn't know what it would be, and we didn't know what it would look like. And we had words and language that kind of have adapted over uh, the years, but we just wanted to kind of say, okay, who are we? What are we about? Are the things that, that we value and, and honor still the things that Scott says every single week, right, uh, when we gather together? And so we kind of went about over the last couple of months and still in some capacity working through some things, but really just seeking clarity around who we are and, and, and who we say we are and how who we say we are shows up in, in who we are. And so we looked at some staff roles towards the end of last year and just evaluated and assessed and, and kind of reorganized a little bit, made sure that our org charts are aligned, make sure that servant leaders are, are leading in, in ways that they know that they're leading and, and group leaders are leading in ways that they know that they're leading. And that kind of all led to us saying, hey, do we have like clear vision, mission, values? We know that we say things all the time. And in that, we kind of said, well, let's ask some questions. Uh, and then we're really good at offering answers to questions that weren't asked and so that was a little difficult for a while and then we kind of just said okay well like we landed on some things and again we're still working through some core value stuff and some other things that will be refined in time but we just kind of just want to talk through it, it doesn't change a ton and as Scott kind of works through this it should it should reflect who we are right yeah so Same yeah idea. say whatever else you want to say so right? if you have that paper I'm just going to read what's on the paper uh some of this like Michael said will sound familiar so who we are as a church, our identity, uh, we're a community formed by the gospel and set on God's mission. Nothing has changed there. Uh, our mission, what we do, uh, that makes, matures, and multiplies disciples. Um, our vision, 
the reason that we do that stuff is to of our lives. Uh, and then the rhythms, how we go about doing that, we invite others to gather in gospel community and scatter on gospel mission. Those are two rhythms. We've had those forever. Um, the next part, these are distinctives uh, for us that these things are actually already on the website and they are part of the Acts 29 uh, network, what kind of sets us apart, uh, that, that network apart and being a, a member church in there, um, some stuff that sets us apart as well, uh, probably from, from some other local churches or communities that you know of. So these distinctives, uh, the gospel's centrality in all of life, the sovereignty of God in saving sinners, the work of the Holy Spirit for life and ministry, the equality of men and women uh, and male headship in the home and the church, and the local church as God's primary mission strategy and church planting. Um, so hopefully none of that seems like mind-blowingly crazy to you all. Um, and by and large, the way that this will show up in your life is you will hear me say a few different words on Sunday mornings, um, which you heard me kind of feel my way through for the first time today. I have to like retrain my brain of, of what to say. Um, but this will steer what we do and who we are, and also for folks that are trying to figure out who we are from the outside looking in, whether, I mean, as dumb as it sounds, looking on the website or in a, a members meeting or whatever, these are the things that we want to, to tell people about who we are, and we hope that these things are actually a reflection of what's true about how we're living our life as a local church. So any thoughts or commentary from you guys on that stuff at all? You guys have questions about any of that stuff? Besides Liz having to remember how to say the things on Sunday. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it later. Um, yeah, anything at all? If not, good. Great, that's fine. And to be clear, you may be sitting there thinking, this, who cares? We care. And it matters who we are. And, and we don't want to just have language that doesn't come to bear in any way. And so this stuff, as insignificant as it might be to you, we know that there's a statement in this, and so we can't possibly invite you into something if we're not seeking clarity in what that is. And so I hope that you get that this means something, uh, even though today you might be like, oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah. Love, live, move. Um, it's on the wall over there. Uh, it didn't make it into this document. Doesn't mean we don't love those things anymore. Um, pun very much intended. Uh, but, but we do want to connect our mission to the heartbeat of the Great Commission, which is to make disciples and mature them and multiply them, right? Um, yeah, in our vision, we want something aspirational, but also something that's very tangible, that we want to make God known uh, in his city, whatever city that might be where you live, whatever community village that happens to be, and through every part of our lives as we let him disciple us in every part of our life. So... Uh, that said, man, uh, part of our conversation also was some goals uh, and, and some specific things we wanted to maybe see and work for over the next couple of years. So Matt, you kind of want to chat a little bit about that? Yeah, along the lines of saying a lot of things, we, we want to emphasize a lot of things in our desires that you would grow as a disciple in all areas of life. And so from the stage for a long time, we've like, well, we need to emphasize Bible study or we need to emphasize missions or we need to emphasize community groups. And so we decided then to, as we're trying to do with who we are, also clarify what we say from the stage. And so one of the things we want to talk about next is our monthly emphasis. And we hope that you might be connecting some dots when Scott says, hey, at the end of the gathering in the announcements, hey, our monthly emphasis for this month is missions or it's family life or it's serving or generosity. Those are the four kind of buckets 
that we're trying to clump things into. And so when we say something to you, it's going to be under those buckets. And so the four are, again, highlighting committing to the family. And that involves um, coming here on Sunday mornings to the gathering. That involves being a part of a community group. And that involves pursuing membership. And so through the month of January, we talked about those things. You might see a testimony on it or whatever. Um, the next month is missional life. And that's what we ended up doing this month with the fruit, with opportunities to serve, with, with um, missionaries coming up that are, we're going to Florida soon. The next month in March is the generous life. And then the um, one in April is servant life. And we repeat those four things three times a year. So January, February, March, April, May, June, so on and so on. With that, what we're going to do now is talk about, like, what does that mean? So what are we going to invite you into? Or how will that shape what we do in and throughout the life of the church? And so I think each of us took one of these things. And we're just going to break it down a little bit in terms of what that means maybe for the coming months. If you guys want to add anything to what I said in general, that's fine. But if not, we might start with whoever took family life. Yeah. Uh, so that was me. So yeah, we just we want to paint a picture of not just words on a page, but how does this translate into what we want to do and how we want to grow as a church. So for community life, one of the one of the goals that we have um, is for us to plant four new community groups by the end of 2022. Um, so that would give us a total of nine uh, right now. And and right now we have two groups that are uh, what we would say very pregnant. Uh, wanting to actually plant another group. And so we think that's feasible. And as we continue to grow and, and new folks connect and all that stuff, we would love to, to be able to plant four new groups by the end of next year. Um, and that's not just to say, hey, we have four groups, but it's to say, man, we have four new pockets of gospel community that we can invite people into um, that might meet on different days, might meet in different neighborhoods or in different parts of town um, where folks can come and be known and, and know each other and make Christ known uh, in their lives, which is, man, what we want throughout the week. Uh, so a couple of things that means, one, and this is sort of another goal around this as well, is to have 80% of our uh, active members connecting actively to a group. Um, we want you guys to be in community. We know it's not feasible at every point in time for all of our members to do that based on what's going on in your life. But that's a, a hope that we have, and we hope that even if you can't, that you desire to do that, um, and that's a longing for you. But we would love to see uh, most of our folks gathering together in uh, group life in some way, shape, or form throughout the week. Uh, and, and that actually aids um, in us planting some new groups because it's not just on leaders like having a person or two say, I want to lead in a group, they have to have a group of people around them to, you know, like plant community. Uh, it's not community if it's one or two people sitting around a table, right? Um, so we want uh, uh, core groups of people connecting to groups right now that we might be able to send out and plant. But that also does mean that we would love to train some new leaders as well. Uh, so if you are curious at all about what it looks like to, to lead a community group, it's not a lifelong commitment uh, or anything like that at all, I would love to chat with you about what that can look like, um, let you talk to some current group leaders now who have been doing that in different ways, um, but I would love to chat with you about that and, and maybe if it seems like a good fit, onboard you uh, into those things. So that's, uh, that's a couple stuff around uh, family life. There's 10,000 things I could... Uh, is this thing on? Is this thing on? Don't, you're not allowed to ask that question. Yeah. Uh, it was me. I was muted. <laughs> I love you, Richard. <laughs> um, so uh, the beauty of this, as we kind of set some goals out and then like some plans to get to those goals, right? Um, the one, like the, the primary thing as missionary life, most of the stuff has already happened this, uh, in the first half of this year. 
some things that we wanted to go after. And, and so like we preached a series called Go that just lets us see where we fit as recipients of grace and how we can be ambassadors of that same grace to those around us uh, individually and community throughout the city and to the ends of the earth. Some other things like um, Tanya did some work to make that global go board over there, like all that stuff. So as we say, ah, we want to be missionaries to the ends of the earth, but for real though, right? And then in just a couple months, uh, seven of us are going to go to Guatemala and we get to share the gospel with people and, and, and bear the burden of the local church there. We're really excited about that. But as it relates to us here, man, when we look at like what Joe talked about in the evangelism class, um, we did one follow-up, kind of a recap, and we hope to, to do uh, at least one more of those to help bring that content so that more people can accept, uh, that, that can be more accessible. But here's what the goal that we're wanting, we just, we would love to baptize 10 people this year. And that might sound crazy for churches that baptize, you know, 4,000 in a weekend, um, but that's not us, and that's okay. And we don't put that before you or before us so that we might manipulate people into being baptized, which is why we're a little gun-shy of uh, goals with percentages by them anyway. But we would love to see new life, all right? And so the invitation to you is to live in a way that beholds Jesus and invite others to behold him alongside you, right? So that we might be bold in, in that we get to speak life to the dead people that we interact with week to week. And so, man, the call for you to join that, be mindful, prayerful, dependent upon the Lord, and invite people into the kingdom of God that they might have life in fullness now and eternal life um, for, for the rest of eternity. Um, the third one, which we actually be getting to in, in March, is the generous life and the objective or the, the desire for us. This is our hearts for, for the members here and for anybody. is for every member um, that the Village Church, they'd be characterized by gospel generosity. And, and gospel, there's not just tagged on as like a buzzword, but here's what that means. Our desire is that each member would know, value, and respond to the generosity that God has displayed towards this person. Like all of us God has been gracious to us, and some of us have a head knowledge of that. Some of us don't live out of that, but that we would understand the generosity that God has given to us and demonstrate on the cross and in all of life. Second, that we would remember this, that each member would generously give of their money to the village church um, for the mission of God. And then the third part of this is that each member would model generosity in every part of life with all that God has given to them. It's not just about money. It's not just about remembering what God has done to us, but in, in our time and the talents that God has given to us, and the care and the gifts that God has given to us, that we might be able to be generous with that. And just a couple of tangible goals with that. This is, this is putting it out there, and so we hope that you might pray about this. By the end of 2021, that we would have 90% of members participating, um, participation rate that each 90% um, of members would give to the Village Church. You might be saying, well, why not 100? Well, we know that people go through tough times, and maybe there's pauses or breaks in what you can contribute, and we're not asking any of you to give a specific dollar amount. But what we do believe is that if you are a growing disciple of Christ who knows him and who, who understands the generosity that God has shown us, then we get to, out of obedience and love and care for the mission, give. And so by the end of 2021, um, our goal is that 90% of members 
would be giving regularly to the village church. That's one. Second, that the village church would be known for its generosity, that we would be able to increase our giving. Right now we're giving 10% to church planting, and we're giving about 1% to benevolence and some other miscellaneous things. And we'd like to increase that to 15%. We'd like to be able to give more to benevolence. We'd like to be able to give more towards local mission and um, global mission. And we'd like to be able to give more to the needs of Hamilton if there's stuff that we want to be a part of that we feel falls in line with what we're about. So that's number two. We'd like to, I'll repeat it again, take it from 11% of giving, that's village giving, um, to 15%. And then third, that we would be a healthy and balanced um, church that has a healthy and balanced budget. And by that, I don't mean that we would live within our means because we are doing that regularly. We have a finance team that helps us with that. But what I mean is that right now, staff is heavier um, in, in our budget. It's almost 80%, and that's not our goal. Um, right now, we'd love to give more towards, um, like I said, benevolence or towards teams to make stuff happen or towards local mission or towards other giving opportunities. And so we'd love to fill out this budget and make it a little more um, balanced. And so our goal by the end of 2021 as a, as a tangible goal is to go from 80% where that's the staff margin of that to 75%. And so that might mean cutting some things, but also might mean we invite you into if you don't give already or if it's maybe just very loose and carefree and not intentional, then maybe you get to be invited into what it looks like to give regularly. And so those are, that's the objective. Those are the three goals for Generous Life. That was really good. That was buttoned up. Um, <laughs> so the fourth uh, was like a good button. emphasis is around servant, uh, servant life. And really for us, man, we know that our church is uh, servant oriented. I've seen it in very informal ways, just the way that we've served one another uh, through this pandemic and, and picking up and, and giving of your time, money, and talents. But we want to also provide uh, outlets. And I'm not going to get into all these on the back of the sheet. I think Michael's going to hit on it a little bit later. But there's opportunities uh, to serve the day-to-day -day needs that happen, uh, you know, making this gathering uh, take place in the back, Kayville, uh, hospitality, connections. Uh, and so we want to see and be very pointed around uh, getting folks involved in, in the different opportunities to serve. And one of the ways that we want to do that and one of the goals we have is 80% of covenant members of the village would be serving on a serve team. How we're going to measure that, not sure. we got to figure those things <laughs> out. But um, we, we, do, we do desire for everybody to serve. The other, the other thing that we're really focused on is as we're getting more involved in the community uh, and we've branded that City Go, we want to make sure that you guys are aware of those opportunities and 50% uh, of our committed members would be serving here locally in the city. And so, um, yeah, so, so you know, as, as servant is very, uh, in these formal ways, we also recognize that it's, it happens in all kinds of informal ways as well. And you guys have been super together, so. Good. I would say that might sound different than you've ever heard us talk before, uh, largely. Um, nothing has changed. Really, where that stuff comes from is, man, what a year that we've had. And it's so easy just to then begin to, like, lower expectations and lower who we are and lower what we're doing. And then, like, just showing up is, like, probably just enough. And just, you know, giving a little or serving a little, like, it's probably just enough. And it's like, well, I know the world looks like it does, but, but we're at a place to where, what a gift. I mean, just to see all you all in this room right here, right now. And a full gathering, um, the likes of which we haven't seen since, you know, like a year ago. And so it's, it's a gift. And God is giving us um, people and resources to carry out his mission. And we're just trying to be um, good stewards in how we, how we use those gifts to advance his mission. And so we invite you into those things.
Good. You guys have questions about any of those things that we shared at all? We have mics and stuff, but as much as everyone likes to speak on a microphone, we've got mics can pass around if you guys have questions about stuff. If not, we will move into everyone's favorite part of the meeting. Matt? The finance um, time of the <laughs> gathering. I, I, I'm so befuddled myself, i just blown away. Um, I'd like to invite up Adam, um, Jacob, wherever he is. I'm looking for him. There he is. And Adam, Adam is actually going to lead this time. Um, Adam is the um, serve person for finances, and we're thankful for him. Yay. And Adam, you can come on up. Here you go, buddy. That's yours. He's going to lead this time. Got some buddies with me, Chad and Anthony. I'm always wondering if you guys are nervous when I have the mic. You know what I mean? What's he going to say? That's, just, that's a justified what nerve. What isn't he going to say that he said he would say that we heavily filtered? Cut so, the live, Rick, cut the live got his, cut the his live finger feed. on the button. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is four-fifths. This is four-fifths of the finance team. Keith is not, I don't know. This is the finance team, and I have a couple notes. I don't have any jokes. Sorry. <laughs> do you have any? Boo. Okay. Boo. Okay. So what we do is we set budgets, um, set the budget for the church. We meet monthly. There's a lot of accountability and transparency with the team. And I uh, just want to say thanks for all the contributions in 2020 and what we got to do. So that was pretty cool. And we have some slides that are right here. Yeah. Yep. So let's go through some of those. That's a good one. Okay, so there's 2020. That's what it looked like. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, our budget was 306,000 and expenses versus giving, and we had a surplus last year. So that's pretty cool. So I don't know if you knew that. Um, yeah, let's go to the next one. So this is the breakdown of how money goes to where it goes as far as church planning and staff, operations, serve teams, and ministry. We didn't put the actual dollars and cents up here, but um, those are all the buckets that they go into. And are we, can we share this to dig in for questions later? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We value questions. So I'll come back to the sharing it in a moment. Um, okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, so there's 2021, what we're doing. Um, and we, I want you to look at that bottom left over under and how it says negative 3,000. I'm going to come back to that and tell you why we budgeted over a little bit and historically what's happened and what we're expecting to happen. Um, yeah, let's go to the next one. What? Should we spend more time on this one? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, before we dig into this sweet graph, a couple things. Bear with me. So our team, and I don't think I don't think we have a slide about our team yet. Our team, our goal is is the same as the church's goal. We want to make mature and multiply disciples. And generosity is part of that, and money is a part of that. And so we want people to join our team. Like I have made horrible mistakes with money. I have, you know, I've got I have, we all have, right? <laughs> Um, and, and so like when I thought about this team and talking about this, like, I don't want you to think like, man, they've all got 
their Dave Ramsey certificates or something, and they're just all put together, and they've never had credit card debt, and they've never bought the car they shouldn't have bought or whatever. And so we want you to join the team. It's a relatively homogenous team, and we'd like to change that. Um, and the point of joining the team is this is a way you can help care about the church. So don't want you to think much more than that about it. So Anthony's going to talk about this really cool graph. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Uh, so I guess I'll apologize up front. Um, I'm used to putting slides together that are displayed on much larger screens. Um, but basically, uh, this, this was meant to kind of highlight um, that, that over under year to date number, uh, why it's negative. So typically when we're setting the budget for the year, um, we have uh, several years of historical giving data, um, kind of what months are uh, really uh, high and what months kind of we see a, a typical slope or a slump in the, uh, the amount of giving. So we can kind of make projections on what the cash flow is gonna look like for the year. Um, and we track all that stuff. That's what helps us set our budget. And then, uh, you know, based on what, what giving comes into the general fund, um, that's what gets plotted against that. So the fact that we're negative 3,000 from where we expected to be at the end of February is not a big deal, given that there's a lot of fluctuation. Sometimes we're over in a month, sometimes we're under, but year after year we have been, uh, the giving has exceeded our budget and we're expecting the same uh, for this year. Um, a lot of the budgeting process that we go through is uh, pretty conservative. We try to be uh, very mindful of the ways that um, God is blessing the mission in the church through your giving and your gifts, um, but also, uh, you know, not wanting to be frivolous with how that money is being spent, trying to be responsible with it, but um, also being willing to uh, step out and take risks for the, the mission that, that the elders are setting vision for. So you can see from the trend line that uh, year over year it is, it is slowly going up and that, that is what a lot of the budget is based on. So that's kind of pretty colors. <laughs> That's about it. All right, next one. Huh. Since you, oh, you were just talking to us. Oh, this. double mic. All right. All so the things you just said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That should have been way earlier. Sorry. <laughs> Dang, look at that. I already covered it. So a lot of what we're going to, like, I'm getting ahead again. So let's go to the next one. <laughs> This is the one. This, this is the is one I was waiting for. This is the one you're waiting All for. All right. So, Anthony, let's talk about this graph. This is different colors than the this other is one. Different colors sure. than the other one. Um, again, apologies for it being a little bit difficult to read. This is kind of the, the, the one that hits home a little bit, I think. Um, you know, when we look at uh, the, the giving numbers from uh, the congregation's members, uh, everything, you know, across the, the, the bottom of the graph, everything's divided into uh, $500 buckets, and that's, that's annual giving. So this is looking at the 2020 numbers, um, and basically it, all it is is a tally of how many people gave 
less than 500, how many people gave 500 to 1,000, and so on, all the way up to uh, about six, uh, 26,000 or so. So that's, that's what the, the uh, vertical scale of the graph is, is what, what percentage of the, the membership gave to each one of those buckets. Uh, what it, the red is plotted against is uh, taking the demographics for both the city and the county, uh, white for the county and blue for the city. Um, if you assumed a nominal 10% giving, uh, based on the, the incomes and the economics for the population of both the county and the city, that's kind of where you'd expect to see a spread. Um, you would have that percentage of the population have an annual 10% giving rate of, of the blue and the white. Um, and like I said, this is really where it hits home is that our congregation is made up of people from the city and the county. And yet we have one in five members who aren't giving anything. Um, so, I mean, that ties right into what Matt was saying of right now we're at, uh, 80% giving for our membership, and we'd like to get that to 90. Um, that, that doesn't get rid of the problem in its entirety, but it's certainly a 50% uh, better rate of giving. Um, so Chad, do you want to talk about some of the, just a little bit about this? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, real quick, first of all, I think we need to talk about the reality of why we're showing this. I think these are new numbers and we've never really kind of dove into giving and the statistics behind it or the stats behind it, but I think in the spirit of being transparent with our finances as a church, it's important that we understand giving because we don't have a budget if we don't have giving. So that's the reality of it all. Um, but I also want to say real quick that if you are somebody that gives either individually or as a family consistently and sacrificially and intentionally, excuse me, intentionally, then thank you for that. Because when you go into talking about a $330,000 budget, that's huge. And the first thing you ask yourself is what is the healthiness of our finances and can we even do some of the things that we want to achieve as a, as a church? So thanks for that. And then secondly, if you're somebody that can't give or you feel like you can't give, you're not giving, like this isn't a guilt trip. It's literally just, we're just wanting to be, again, transparent with um, the awesome information that you pulled together. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, but just want to be, you know, honest about that. And then lastly, what I would say is that if you aren't giving, we would just ask that you would prayerfully consider what does that look like, um, you know, for you or your family. And we are completely cognizant of the fact that everybody's finances look different. Um, I won't go on about it, but I would just lastly say that one thing I love about our church is that we don't have this 10% of gross model. It really is just about considering that God has given us this money and how do you steward God's money? And so consider that, um, you know, in light of your own finances is what I would say. So I crunched some numbers and I was telling Adam that um, if you look at the numbers and you take the, pe the, the, the units of people that, that don't tithe or don't give, if each of those units of individuals gave $10 biweekly, I redid the numbers this morning, by the way, it would be $5,000 in addition um, so five, $10 biweekly across the next year, that'd be an additional $5,000, just $10, you know? And so when you think about $5,000, that's a lot of money that we could do a lot of stuff with. And 
And again, to be clear, it's not about the money. It's really just about what are our goals and whose money really is it anyways. So I just want to hit on that. Cool. I think real quick that that's that's the point. It's not about a dollar amount. It's it's you know, is it coming from the heart? Is there is there um, a desire to further the mission of the church? And I think that ties into what uh, Matt was saying too. If you want to go back to the the slide for the 2020 one budget slide four maybe five 2021 there we go um so what what matt was saying about the the vast majority of the budget is for staff salary that's health insurance that's what they take home that's taxes um you know if if, if we can get that number down if more uh more of our members um, are willing to give faithfully, even if it's just a little bit, anything, um, that really starts skewing uh, the, the rest of the, the breakdown of the budget so that we can do, uh, you know, more church planting, more mission go stuff, uh, you know, pour into the serve teams and into the local ministry. All of it just, it really starts to skew the numbers even if we can just get that number down a little bit. Yep. So last thing, I think, unless you guys got, are we going to do Q&A? We're not for this, are we? Yeah, At the yeah. End? folks have questions. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't tell them this. Well, I told Matt. I don't know if I told him. We're going to record a podcast episode with the elders and talk about all this stuff. I know money's like, whenever I meet someone, the first thing we talk about is personal finances, right? Like, that's how you really get to know somebody. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, like, I want to go through all those kind of those really tricky questions like what is the church what do we really believe about money and i thought q a probably be the best way to do that so we're going to do that it's going to be great sweet something whatever if you guys have any questions thanks for that, that all right good. thank you buddy yeah, yeah appreciate it thanks that. for having us <clears throat> absolutely Thanks for that, guys. If you do have any questions, we honestly value that. And so thanks for yeah, each of these people that serve. And to sum up Adam's point as well, like if, if you are a lady that cares about money or the church, we would love to talk to you as well. Um, so and you, you don't, anybody here, man or woman, you don't have to have this high knowledge of finances or have a degree, but we just want you to love Jesus, care for the church, care about money, and then talk to us. And the last thing, you might be saying, well, if, if we're trying to get the staff percentage down, why don't we just cut staff or, or why is that so high? Here's the thing uh, from the beginning. This is this is a uh, a vision for us. This is not just like it, it didn't accidentally happen. To where we thought if we could get um, the three of us full time, we would be and then able to kind of set a foundation for ministry outside of this. It's not that we're the perfect three and we we couldn't do this without all the church. But in terms of what happens kind of daily, um, it is very helpful to have us three. And so from here on out, it might look like a lot, but our goal is to, as we grow, we think that we could grow to 400 or, or whatever without adding any more full-time staff, maybe part-time staff here and there. So I hope that's helpful as you consider those numbers. This is a good-looking group. Can you go back to the one? I just want to say one more thing. <laughs> Can you go back to the graph, uh, the last graph with the, the bar chart? Okay, I just wanted to be real transparent about this. What we did to get this, like I didn't look at everyone's. Basically, we assigned unique IDs to a family. So if I was like, man, what did the Jacobs give? The Jacobs, I didn't even look at who the Jacobs were. The Jacobs were given the number four. And so when we evaluated this stuff, just to, to kind of like protect relationships, if we were wondering what the Jacobs give, you couldn't see that. It was just like, oh, the family four gave that. 
And if Adam gave, and then like Beth gave, and then Adam and Beth gave, we put them all together as a family if they were a family. Does that make that. sense? Yeah. Yep. Thanks, buddy. I'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> Encore. Encore. Um, cool. Thanks, guys, for that. Uh, yeah, if you have any questions, we will uh, be sure. We would love to answer those things. Um, so real quick, just wanted to touch on um, everyone's second favorite topic, which is COVID, right? So go from money to the coronavirus. Um, it's a really fun time. I'm glad that you stayed. Uh, so maybe they're like, for they're real, like, like, where's the fruit? Where's where, that fruit? Where's, where's, where'd the fruit go? Um, for real, like, we're really grateful that despite all the things that we get to gather in, in person, this is just some healthy perspective, I think. We're gathering together in person. We're singing. We're celebrating communion. We're meeting in community, um, able to disciple all those things. Like, that's just a gift um, for all of us to enjoy. And I know there are folks on different sides of the spectrum and all that stuff about what you're comfortable with and what you're not, but like just to receive that um, after having gone for months without being able to, just a gift. It's a gift to see you all to be able to do this in person and not virtually or online or whatever is just huge. So we're grateful for that. Um, in terms of when stuff changes or whatever, uh, we don't have a ton of control over that uh, in terms of like what we're doing now, we are legally allowed to do. Um, and certainly Caesar is not king. Uh, and at the same time, like we're not going to pick fights while we're able to do everything that we've been doing or whatever. And so, uh, in terms of what, what changes down the road, um, yeah, legality is certainly one of those things that we got to look at. Um, but also just out of wisdom, uh, even if stuff does open up in some way, we're going to be wise with what's going on here, um, within just our local church, what's going on here in our city. Uh, back when stuff was first breaking out, we were uh, looking at the school districts and kind of what they were doing in terms of how they were responding, what they were seeing. We talked to many of you uh, who were in that field and on the front lines of some of those things. So just so you know, that's been our posture of heart uh, kind of all along, and that will continue to be the case um, as we move forward into the able to maybe not wear these things or whatever, who knows. Um, but we are just at this moment grateful that we get to be face-to-face -face with um, all of you right now. So uh, also, I think the biggest area, maybe not the biggest area, but an area certainly for Sunday gatherings impacted by all this stuff has been Kayville um, as we've been kind of inching back into that. And so uh, Katie and Aaron, um, Brandy Carter, who's uh, leading Kayville Connection stuff and just the whole team of volunteers that have been willing to make that happen back there. Thank you a ton um, for all that you've been doing. And yes. Um, and like Michael said earlier, thanks to the kids that have been hanging out here. Uh, but, but we are really at, at this point running at max capacity for just the number of people that, are, that have said, hey, I'm willing to help out back there at this point in time. So uh, being safe and all those things. But if you would like to see that flourish more back there, um, feel free to raise your hand and say, hey, I'll, I'll go serve back there to make that happen or whatever. So um, thank you guys for all that you're doing uh, back in cable for us as well. Anybody have any questions uh, about any of that stuff before we move on? Good. All right. Fair enough. Um, sweet. So I uh, wanted to hit on just some upcoming opportunities that we have uh, as a church, some things we want to invite you into and just let you know about. So Matt, I'll let you kick off with some yeah. local mission stuff. So I'm going to talk about local missions. And to be clear, local missions isn't like a new thing we just thought about doing. We've been inviting you into local missions, but it might just not have been with like um, regular words or statements that are kind of crafted. We've always invited you to, to be friendly, to, to share the gospel, to serve the people around you. 
what we're doing now is trying to put like words with that. Like, what does this look like for the village church? What are we inviting you into? Are there regular rhythms that we have? And so two questions that I want to answer for you in just kind of high level is what is local missions for the village church? And so it's good to know. So what? I'll read it. Local missions is making, maturing, and multiplying disciples through regular evangelism, service, and presence in nearby neighborhoods, local. It's uh, regular evangelism. It's sharing the gospel. It's service. It's, it's meeting the needs of the people around us, and it's our presence in and around these neighborhoods. So what is local missions? Who is it for? And local missions means caring for the spiritual and physical needs of our personal neighbors, those that live right down the road from us or right next door to us, people that we work with. It's the village church neighbors. It's those neighborhoods and organizations right around us. And lastly, it's the city of Hamilton in general. And again, we invite you, if you, don't, if you live 30 minutes from here, then you get to be a missionary where you are as well. But as we kind of talk about this area, this is what we're inviting you into. Again, so who? It's our personal neighbors right around us, the village church neighbors, and the city of Hamilton in general. And then how are we going to do this? Again, high level. Local missions involves partnering with like-minded churches, organizations, city opportunities, and also the village initiatives that we have to carry out God's mission. And so I said those things a little fast, but we will, you'll be seeing those things regularly on Realm and what we invite you into, the fruit, the, the, the um, opportunity for evangelism this week, the challenge that we put out last week, those will all come under how we view local missions. Secondly, with this, um, how can we be a part of this? And so first of all, thanks for those of you who did bring fruit. And if, again, this might seem like the smallest of things, but this is a way to serve, serve city and the people that come there, they don't have the opportunity to have healthier food. And so we get to just in some small way help them out. And, and it's not about the village. We're not going to go over there and stamp village on every piece of fruit. But they will know that, hey, there's a church that cares for you and that sees you and that wants to provide something small for you that might make your life better with the opportunity that we might be able to share the gospel with them and partner with them at some point. Also, with the opportunity for evangelism, Joe had the class. We will be through the, the summer inviting you into opportunities to maybe walk the streets with us and pray and look for opportunities to share the gospel. And we also invite you into evangelism on a daily basis. And third, for today, so to, to do um, serving opportunities, to love evangelism, to not fear a gospel conversation or to not um, maybe um, just kind of consider my own personal needs, but to then look out and see what does God want me to do? How, how might I might be a blessing to the people around me? How might the village church be able to share and, and walk with people that are right around us in the near future. So that's, that's like today. In the near future, our goal is to have monthly opportunities to invite you into. If you were to come to us today as a new person and say, how can I get involved in local missions? I would say, gosh, like we are, we care about this deeply. We're framing it out. And then we're going to invite you into stuff, hopefully monthly soon. Again, this month we started with some of these things that we just talked about. It might look like um, caring for the organization around us, like um, Pathway to Hope or Serve City might mean serving there. It might mean, like I said, doing a prayer walk or um, just praying here or, or going out and we get to just talk to people about the gospel. There's a hundred different ways this could look, but I do want you to know with intentionality that we will have a huddle, and, and this is not to add to like 80 huddles that we might always have, but um, we, we have a huddle soon for those of you who might be interested in this and might care about how this could look for you, or if you have a burden for this, We'd love to say, how, how do you picture this as well, and how, what do you think your part could be? And so for right now, we're building relationships. That's, I'm meeting with um, organizations. I'm connected with other pastors. We're trying to say, what, what do we have to leverage here in Hamilton as the Village Church? And how might we, we can't do it all, but how might we be able to partner with other organizations and churches to carry out God's mission in and around the Village Church? So we're looking at that. You will hear more about this sooner than later. So thanks for letting me share that with you. Cool. Thanks, thanks Matt. Thanks for sharing, Matt. Oh, 
Um, so a couple uh, other things. Um, I already mentioned it this morning. Uh, Angie Dickin put a post out on Realm last week about village arts. Um, so, man, we live in a, a city that loves the arts, um, and we have a lot of creative people here um, that doesn't just look like, uh, you know, painting or whatever. Um, it might look like you like to make bead crafts or jewelry or whatever. It could look like uh, a million different things, but we would love, uh, certainly as a church, but also um, in a way that, that allows us to see how beauty and creativity and all that stuff um, gets to glorify the Lord. And it's a part of our discipleship. And so uh, that's where this uh, idea kind of came from. And so we would love to see you guys at the interest huddle. Next. We will make sure that you're on whatever uh, new group me, I'm sure, will be formed uh, around that. Um, add it to your 17 or 18 other ones that you're already in. Uh, we'll make sure that you're in the loop on whatever that looks like down the road. But uh, we are excited about that. Uh, also in May, uh, on the Sundays in May before the gathering, we're going to have uh, another Sunday class uh, called not our own, and it is going to be on gender, sex, and sexuality, um, so leading specifically up to June, which is Pride Month, um, and that's not to, uh, to arm you with things to go into battle, all right? Uh, that is to simply allow us to, like we did with the Indivisible class series last fall, uh, how do we submit gender, sex, and sexuality underneath Jesus uh, as uh, an area of discipleship that we all get to follow him in. So um, that's going to be for five Sundays, the five Sundays in May. We'll look at that together again from 9 to 10 a.m. Um, so man, get excited about that uh, or something. And also uh, in addition to that, we'll be putting together a document that kind of spells out because there's a ton to talk about and a ton to dive into that even five hours uh, of, uh, you know, cumulative time on a Sunday morning can't can't really cover. So we'll be putting together, um, yes, a, another Google Doc um, that will lay out, though, more explicitly and go into detail about how we think about some of these things and navigate them biblically. So um, that's a, a thing to look to look forward to um, as well. So. Uh, <clears throat> almost the last thing, and, and in light of that, we know that it is tough to live in the culture in which we live. And you have questions, and these aren't just uh, ethereal questions up here, but you have neighbors and family and and these things are really tough. And so we would not, and Scott's doing most of the heavy lifting on that content, but we would not just to, to stir up or to whatever, but, but man, we bear the weight of gender, sexuality, all of those things. We know that you have questions and we want to offer some help to, to bring some clarity around what the Bible says in this world that we live. So thanks for that. Um, Last thing on the back of the sheet that maybe you got, um, it looks like this. This is where Bing, uh, Brittany said, hey, are we playing bingo? Not today. <laughs> Has any, no, one, no one's won yet. Um, this is just simply, it's just a list of all the serve teams. Um, the top uh, nine are teams that happen on Sundays. Uh, and then the bottom nine are teams, teams that happen outside of Sunday. And so the reason why we emphasize that is, man, there are some teams that you can serve on that that don't require you to be serving on a Sunday morning for whatever reason. We know that logistically some might suit you better than others. And so um, these are, uh, I won't go, I will, I will not read these for you, but these are um, the opportunities that you have. Every one of these teams is led by a servant leader um, or, or a deacon. And so uh, at the bottom, if you're like, man, I'm reading through these and one of these seems really exciting, you can either fill out a connect card today you find those on the pillars, throw it at, at the Connect desk. Hey, I would like to serve on that team or like information about that team. Or you can point your phone at this QR scanner and it'll take you to the serve page. 
right below that, you hit a button that says, I would like to serve. Um, and then you can click on any of those teams. I will say this, there are three teams that are not currently on there that by the end of this week will be um, finance, video, and live stream. So if those are ones that you're excited about, fill out a connect card and let us know. Um, otherwise, anytime that page is not something that we just put together, it's always there. So you can go there, myvillagechurch.com backslash serve and say, yeah, I would like to jump in there. If you have questions about what teams might need more help or, hey, I'm, uh, I like these things or whatever, uh, and you need some help to process, fill out a connect card or click on a, a couple of those things or just snag me and say, hey, what might be a good... Two last things real quick before we head up. Um, one last opportunity is April is uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, historically, we've done a seminar or some sort of gathering around that um, as a, a, a benefit and aid, uh, raising awareness in some way um, through a, a Christ-centered lens. Um, this uh, last year looked entirely different. This year, uh, a little different too, but we wanted to give uh, the church something to kind of do tangibly uh, around this. And so um, Lindsay Brashear, uh, who if you have questions about anything, feel free to ask her about those things. She has put together um, an Amazon wish list. Uh, that will go to help, uh, if, if you order stuff, we can uh, put together some care packages for Women Helping Women, which is a local organization that they might be able to then give those things to uh, survivors um, wherever they might encounter them. And so uh, we can get you that information. We'll be sharing that more. I think Lindsay's actually already put it out on Facebook a couple times, uh, but we will uh, publicly through the village um, put that stuff out there. If you're interested at all in purchasing some stuff, or helping to pack those things together, um, just as some real tangible ways that we can make a difference and serve those uh, in our community around that. So uh, that's the last opportunity I have for you today. And also just want to point you to, on that sheet, if you've got it, uh, just some upcoming dates uh, that are on the bottom half of the front page. Um, it it pretty is pretty much self-explanatory as to what those things are. Uh, Pizza with the Pastors on the 11th um, is really about uh, just if there are folks who are new here that want to kind of learn more about us uh, and get a feel for things like that's geared towards those who are relatively new to the, to the village. Um, so that's what that space is for. The Village Gate is our membership uh, class. That's on April 18th. And then uh, on June 13th, the village picnic that we have um, every single year, we'll have that at Sims Park. Is that what it's called? I'm not going to point in a direction because I always point the wrong way. Uh, but it's about... You did good. That was it. Uh, th that way? Okay, good. Um, it's like a block and a half, two blocks away. Uh, so to even Matt's part about local mission stuff, we want to be more present here in the city. So we're going to do our picnic right here uh, in the neighborhood. So I'm um, excited about that. That's all other general questions from you all. Not that you've asked any to begin with. Um, yeah, awesome. One at a time, buddy. Rough day for the sound team <laughs> because of us. Hello. Oh, hi. Hey. Long time listener, first time caller. So <laughs> first, uh, if you're intimidated by those graphs, I don't want you to be intimidated to join the finance team. <laughs> um, Anthony Bouvet uh, tests GE engines with lightning. So like, if you're wondering, that's, that's one end of the spectrum of our team. You know what I mean? Feel me? So that's it. So I actually have two questions. First question. Um, do you know what question I'm going to ask? Dirty dogs. We All right. Know. Second question. What kind of rhythm have you guys put together to get time alone outside of here to be healthy as a leadership team? Any other questions? <laughs> Adam's been really good about mandating that we, uh, that we take some time for ourselves. And so we're figuring that out, Adam, and we appreciate that.
that fair? I don't think we answered your question. <laughs> Next question. Was there a second question? Oh, okay. Do you have any Do you guys have any um, stats or general feel of members or regular attenders who have not been back to mm. gatherings or not been connecting? I mean, is there anything about that? Do we have any metrics? Do you have? Yeah, we don't have that? metrics. Yeah. I, I will say the most helpful thing, Liz, ha has been even just navigating the last year, has been stuff that was already in place. And I would say groups, obviously. But even uh, each of us, have, and so those things are helpful. I mean, just all the layers that we can have to make sure that we're connecting with people and that even this past week, chatting about like not belittling or feeling like people are not actively involved just because we don't see them. Mm -hmm. And all to like care for people that you don't see and to answer your question, Liz, no, we don't have numbers on that. The only thing we do have numbers on is we do count on a Sunday gathering, and so it doesn't take a picture of the whole church, but just one brief number is generally we're averaging about 190 as of February of last year, up to 200. You know, those numbers vary, and right now, I think last week we had 160-ish. I might be off by a couple people, and so you get the idea that some new people have come. We don't know where some people are, but that's... That was, that, that was probably our highest number our, since... Yeah, yeah, our highest number, so that's not a regular yet, but we're, I think we're growing as people come back. Any other questions? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh. Richard's going to yell at you, buddy. Good work, Ireland. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. All right. Do you get any kind of stats on uh, who's watching the gathering from home? We track that a lot. I, I track that a lot more closely. Uh, when we first started doing live stream, I've not really tracked it much recently. Um, yeah, I'm the last numbers guy on the planet, so that's not surprising to anyone. Um, but in terms of engagement, it's been relatively consistent from what I've seen. Uh, I cannot think of the numbers off the top of my head, but it's like, yeah, Facebook is usually around 10 or 12 or 14 or somewhere around there. And yeah, YouTube stuff has their own thing. So YouTube feels like it's been around 50 or seven. 45 to 50. Yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of a, a weekly by the end of the week, not on Sunday morning yeah. necessarily, but which is, I mean, that's good and encouraging. And some of those probably this media booth looking at it. And, and so we don't get yeah. too caught up in that stuff. But I mean, those are real people um, engaging in content. And, and more than just the numbers is, is just having conversations regularly with people saying, hey, I haven't been. All that to say, like we have, to, to Matt's point, 160 folks show up last week. Um, many of you weren't here last February, to be fair. Um, folks that aren't here at this present moment that we're here, you know, an hour ago, weren't here last February. And so all that considered like our church in terms of who's, who's like connecting in some way, it's probably larger than we even know, which is pretty crazy. Um, and so, man, we're in a, I think a, a fun and also still challenging season of trying to invite new people into the life of the church when COVID is a thing. Uh, and also trying to still connect with folks who are maybe harder to get in touch with in the midst of COVID as well. So to Michael's point, yeah, we are uh, actively looking at lists of people and, and reaching out. And also we would invite you guys to do that as well. If you haven't seen people around or if you see new folks, um, reach out and welcome. Because it's a weird time to try to connect to a new church right now. So, yep. yeah. Mary? Mary Carter. <laughs> Hello. 
Okay, so um, I know we were part of a community group that has disbanded mm -hmm. um, just because of locale and everything. And so it's been hard for us to plug back in just because we don't know what the group looks like. Um, and I did look it up online, and there is like a form to fill out, but can you talk about what that looks like? Sure. Yeah, if you're looking to get connected to a group, we do have five uh, currently right now. They all probably look a little different. We've been meeting in a garage um, over the, the winter months, which has been uh, honestly chilly, but <laughs> to have 20-some folks crammed in and people on a screen phoning in from laptop, like people want to be there. Um, and so it's been really life-giving, at least for our group. Uh, or whatever. And so if you want to get connected, uh, groups are still gathering and trying to stay connected in some way, shape, or form. That might look different from group to group. Uh, that's why on the website, if you go there, um, you can reach out to the leaders, and we strongly encourage you to do that. You can pick if there's a group, day, time, location you're interested in that works for you. Uh, reach out to those group leaders right there on the website, um, and uh, we'll make sure that they follow up with you and stuff. But that way you can kind of know and have some idea of what group life looks like inside, in a garage, if you need to be bundled up or not, or whatever. Hopefully some of that alleviates as it gets warmer outside. Um, yeah, so encourage you guys to, to reach out to a group, uh, to group leaders before connecting to one. Also, we want to plant new groups. And so if you look at the website and there's not a daytime whatever that works for you, um, which I know is true for, for some of you guys, um, let us know. And as we move forward with that goal of trying to plant four more groups by the end of next year, we would love to plant groups on different days. Uh, and at different times, because we know that, that Tuesday and Wednesday nights don't work for everybody. Uh, so we would love to figure that out as well. So even feedback on if there is not a group that works for you, uh, we would love to, to, to see that and accommodate that down the road. So is that helpful at all, Mary, a little bit? Okay. Sweet. Anything else? We'll be around for a few minutes. Uh, but Matt, would you be willing to close us in prayer? Yep. Thanks, man. God, thanks for you. Um, thanks that you allow us to know you. Thanks for what you've done um, through Jesus to invite us into your family. And thanks that we can be a part of the Village Church. And God, I pray that you would work in us and through us, that we might be faithful to you, that you might grow us in our love for you. And God, that then we might be able to scatter, as we say, to, to invite people into what you're doing, to have gospel conversations, to be able to serve and God, we pray that you would be glorified in our city, that it wouldn't be about the village church, that it wouldn't be about a logo or a thing, or a, but God, that people might, for all that we have been able to communicate today, I pray that this would be helpful and encouraging. And God, I pray that as, as our church gets to hear this and think on it, that you would give them wisdom as to how to process and engage with all of this. God, we love you. Thanks for the Holy Spirit that is in us. And God, I pray all that you invite us into. And I pray this in your good name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Love you all.